0: You're listening to episode 27 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you wanna take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know Using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there, friends. I want to talk to you today about a pervasive, mistake that most are making when they're setting great goals. And I thought that I would do it by sharing a conversation I had yesterday with a coaching client. And hopefully when I share this, you'll be able to see if you ever make this mistake and then what you can do to change your approach to great goal setting that expands you and your team and even your business. Before I do that though, I want to share some exciting news that we have at Rita Highland Coaching. Was that We are ramping up our podcasting, and we're going to be coming to you weekly. If you're listening to this and you're not subscribed, hit subscribe. And if you are not signed up for my email list, be sure to get signed up because there are things that I share in those emails that I don't share on the podcasts, and I don't want you to miss anything. I want you to know that every podcast is designed to be standalone, meaning it's created with the intention that you can take what you listen to in that moment and go out and change your life, even if you never paid me or we never saw each other. My intention is to provide you with the highest level and the best free training on life and leadership that's out there. That's my mission. And I look forward to having you along for the ride and us enjoying the journey together. Back to our topic of setting great goals. I thought I'd share this conversation with you. Again, this man, a client is an entrepreneur. He's building his business. And we were narrowing in on his targets and his goals for the next six weeks. These were the things that he wanted to actually create. We all know you can't hit a target you can't see, and that's why it is so important to get clear on your goal or your target. But as I was beginning to talk to him, I noticed that he wasn't specific or defining his goal. It was really vague and blurry, and we all know that vague and blurry goals lead to vague and blurry results. He defined it in really loose terms. And so I kept asking him and eventually he said things like sales for X and he'd name the particular product that he's selling. I knew he knew what his most important work was, his vital few activities that make up for 80% of his success. But he wasn't getting clear on just locking in and naming what it was that he defined as success for himself. And when I asked him again, he said, well, I know what I'd love to hit, but I don't want to say that or write that down because I'm afraid I won't hit it. And he went on to say that he didn't want to set himself up for failure. And he'd always learned in sales that it's best to sandbag your goals. That was a term I wasn't completely familiar with, which means that you lower your goals so that you are closer to guaranteeing that you'll hit them. It's playing it safe. And he said that Ross Perot specifically was known for doing this and that he would always hit his first quarter goals because he'd set them so low. My client said, I always thought that was sort of small and annoying, but now I can see that I'm doing the same thing. And I went on with him and I said, You know, you mentioned that you're afraid of not hitting it. What would you say it means if you don't hit your goal? He said, It would mean that I'm not enough to make it happen. And there it was. This, Was the goal killing mistake. And it's the one that most make. We make our goals have a meaning. And as you can see, not just any meaning, but a meaning about us personally, about our value, about our worth. And we say that if we don't hit it, it means something about us that we're inadequate or we're a lousy salesperson or an average partner. We're not a good enough entrepreneur, not a good enough marketer. Here's the thing. Goals are neutral. It is only the meaning we give to them that makes us not want to even identify them or as he was doing to set them really low and limiting so as to guarantee that we hit them. And here's the thing. I know, and that I see consistently is that those people who are living the lives they love, who are feeling good about themselves and are making the impact that they want through their work, they don't give their goals meaning. If there's a goal for them to, you know, for a successful launch and they don't hit it, they very neutrally look at what they want to change and then they go on to change it and i have to say i'm really passionate and hot about this topic because as i speak i am thinking of faces really talented individuals who are not getting going not getting started not setting great enough goals which means that they never imagine it in the first place and they never put it to thought even though it it tinkers in their their head they w- are not willing to really declare and set a great goal And as a result, they don't get results. And therefore, they are holding off on helping a lot of people who need their help. And I was speaking with a woman specifically who has a talent of working with teens not too long ago to help them feel seen and heard. And I get a lot of calls from people, past clients, clients now, and more to work with teens because they are a population that could benefit from understanding exactly what we're talking about on this podcast, understanding the power uh, and the great resource it is to manage your mind, which is to manage your thoughts. And I said, she knows she really needs to be out there, but she won't set a great goal for herself. And she's playing small. And I knew this person, and I asked her specifically if it was my kid that was desperate for her and that she was the only person who could help her, but she'd given a meaning to a goal to begin her work. And isn't it more important that she go out and help her than it is for her to make up meanings about what it means if she wasn't to hit a certain target? And that might seem extreme, but... Each of you listening knows that there are times when you have something to offer that another person desperately needs, a gift, a talent, but maybe you're not getting out there or setting a big enough goal so that you show up in a way that you can actually serve and that you reach them. Here's the thing. You are either going to achieve a goal or you're going to get the lesson or the information that you need to move forward. So I want to help you with a tool that I use and that I teach that will help you keep your goals neutral. It's two words. And when you find out what they are and you start to apply them, you will recognize a difference in your state So you will have a different thought, which will lead to a different feeling, which will lead to you showing up and your behavior and actions differently, which of course determine our results. These two words are, that's interesting. If you don't hit your sales goal, that's interesting. If you don't get the position you wanted, that's interesting. I'm going to get some feedback to understand for the next time. If you don't get the promotion, same thing. I'm going to understand more of what how happened and how I can redirect that. If you don't lose the weight you want this month, that's interesting. Now, what? Now let me look at it from a different perspective or do, apply, apply myself differently. Notice also that the bigger the goal, the bigger the meaning we say it has. For example, if we say we want to make $100,000 or $1 million, we make $1 million have this much bigger meaning when really all it is is a zero at the end. Two clients last year that I had generated 350000 in new revenue for their company, both at the same company, one was super happy and the other was super disappointed they both gave it a different meaning. It's simply based upon the meaning that we give it. And the reason that meaning is a thought, and that the reason that it's so important what meaning we give it is because we will show up. Or next, We all know that our feelings come from thoughts. So our thought moves us to a certain feeling, and that feeling will ultimately depend and determine whether we show up to act or we don't. So that will determine whether or not we deliver a desired outcome for ourselves. In the case of my client, he said he'd really like to sell four units of this product that he wanted to to sell. But he wanted to write down originally two because the meaning he gave it is that that four is just so big and that's so hard. When you know a goal is neutral and that it has no meaning, how do you feel? I asked this of my client and he said, relief. And I could see him on the Zoom call. He expanded his chest. He took a deeper breath. Physiologically, he shifted. And the meaning changed him. I asked him, how do you show up when you feel relief? What do you do? He said, I focus. I'm eager to begin right now, uh, to take more risks. I have bigger ideas and creative solutions. I asked about another goal that he had, which was to win this next offer for a big project. And then I asked him to get bigger about and dreamier and and what would be really the ideal situation. He says that I'm the only person that they're even considering. And then I asked him, how do you show up differently to that goal, that greater goal of being the only person considered? And I could see and hear a difference in his behavior. He he owned it. He said he'd call to tell them he'd have the proposal and to bid together and that he would schedule the meeting and sit down with them in two weeks. He'd, he said he would start with that right out of the gate. And he's like, that's a completely different approach. And this is the reason for that. Great goals beckon a new identity. They're not about hitting or nailing the goal as much as who you become, and the person that's elicited or beckoned to show up by the process. They are not there. Great goals aren't there to define your adequacy or your inadequacy. They are there to give you direction on where to head, where your flight pattern is. It was interesting when I was talking to him, he said one more thing that I recall. He said that this is the exact reason that I won't share that I want to be an elite 55-year-old athlete. I want to qualify, but I never want to share it with this group of men because they'd say I was delirious. And if they didn't tell me I was delirious to my face, then they'd tell me I was delirious to my back. And I said and if they did, you've told me it's important to you to to be showing up. You've mentioned this goal several times. Wouldn't you rather fail trying than fail watching? He just paused and put his head down. It hit him. I said, whether he hit the 55-year-old athlete elite or did not, what difference would it make? And what would happen if he went for the greater goal? He said, I'd be in phenomenal shape no matter what. So again, it's who are you becoming in the process to your goals? When you go after a goal, you'll either get the result or the exact lesson you need to evolve. Missed goals are really simply information to point you in a new direction, something you need in order to proceed. So I'm going to give you a few steps to setting great goals. And the first one is that you have to make the mindset shift that goals are neutral. They have no meaning, but the meaning you give them. Second, let go of attachment to hitting your goal. If it happens, great. If not, you're still going to be happy and you're still going to like yourself because it's a choice. When you need things to happen, when you're attached and you have to have an outcome happen, you become really needy and you squeeze the life juice out of the goal and out of the people (laughs) that are on your way to your goal. I have never found a needy person that is attractive to me. That energy is lack-based, it's scarcity, it's fear. So let go of having or needing to hit your goal. Step three, when you don't hit a goal, which if you're playing enough game in life, then you shouldn't hit every goal that you go after. If you do, you're playing too small. The two words to hit and to use rather, anytime you're going after a goal and maybe something doesn't go your way, that's interesting. That's interesting. I say those words often. Some people laugh at me. It can be something that's very extreme. Someone performs in a very bad way or behavior unbecoming. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Because what happens then is it, I just, it neutralizes everything, and I'm able to remain clear-minded as to be operating out of emotion. Step four, ask yourself who is the person you want to become, and what goal would that person set? What matters is the person that you become on the way to the goal. So what's that person that you're moving towards, that you're showing up into? What would they set as a goal? And then step five, set great goals. Don't sandbag. Going after a goal because it is the logical progression from last year is a very linear approach. Yes, it's realistic. And yes, it's the piece of the SMART goals that I least respect. You will never grow when you're operating from that place of limitation. So your call to action, what I invite you to do and I really encourage you to do is to set one great goal. The goal should excite and inspire you to show up as a greater version of, of who you are today. Because humanity, individuals, as long as the writers have been writing, is back in Aristotle's day, he wrote about man likes to grow, man likes to progress. So, who are you becoming? Once you've identified your great one goal, then chunk it down into three five, to five smaller actions over the next 90 days. We're at a time of, of, I want you to think big, but then and, and greater long-term vision, but that really we need to chunk things down into intervals that we can manage in a different time. No matter what happens, I promise you it will be interesting. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, as I mentioned before, and share it with your friends, your colleagues, and other bold leaders. We need more, just like you, out there improving the world, one life and one business at a time. Have a delightful day, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And they even use them in our upcoming podcasts go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.